had to have it on there, but then it was like, no, I'm fighting two batteries dying. <laughs> this is a bit like... I've got my phone plugged yeah. in. Oh. Yeah. Well, look at you, Mr. Prepper. I... I'm charging my electronic devices. Yeah. Twat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah, weird week. Yeah. Weird, a weird... Strange. Weird, strange, odd week uh, so, uh yeah we think we started it. it's episode uh 240 i think mm. yeah episode 240 Absolutely. uh you know if you we're on youtube if you're listening to us we've got faces give us a like and a subscribe why not we're on audio wherever you listen to audio pretty much figure it out yourself and uh, we're on social media which is active again like there's things happening on, it. on the, it might not be relevant but well, it is relevant. But it might not be. It's kind of an in joke thing, I think. It's a bit but, relevant. Bit relevant, and yeah. So Instagram and Facebook mainly, and then uh, yeah, Twitter's getting the odd shout when we're doing prom- um, like highlights and video announcements, stuff like that. But I've gone off Twitter, just like trying to schedule stuff manually. Twitter is horrible. Like it's garbage. I mean, just something something stupid is if you if I want to schedule a post for Friday. Twitter yeah. doesn't tell you what day of the week. That, when, you, when you schedule it up, it just comes up with numbers, and you're like, "Well, yeah, I oh, can so, find so it you out." You have to go to your phone to find out what day that number is. It won't open to. up a calendar; it just opens up a drop down of numbers. You're like, "I want this tweeted on the eighth, I think," and then you have to check to see what date it is. And I'm like, ah, "That's pain That's in the ass." Stupid. This yeah, just and be a I think. Uh, Exactly. It just oh boy, just open up a calendar. I just want to select a date that's got a day on it. But yeah, uh, yeah Twitter's been annoying, and just for manage managing profiles, I'm like, I'll just, I don't think I could manage a third one. And yeah. and I figured out that Facebook and Instagram are now linked effectively, if you use um, Facebook Business Suite. So um, if you publish on like, Facebook, it publishes on Twitter. You yeah. can. There's like a section of Facebook that allows you to post to both. So, uh, no, right. on Instagram, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so before, yeah, yeah. Instagram was a complete ball ache to upload videos to because it was just stupid. They were like, export it on your PC, then email it to your phone, and then upload it from your phone to the go fuck yourself. And I was like, <laughs> again, 10 minutes. I was meant to wait 10 minutes until I said someone to go fuck themselves. Yeah. But it's fine. So, yeah, Facebook and Instagram are kind of quite easy to manage. So I'm just doing those for now. Doing some promotional videos, uh, promotional for the uh, for the channel more than uh, particular episodes. I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I understood the references. I oh, I'm yeah. not sure. I I don't think. I'm not sure how much you get it if you don't listen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what I mean but, by like they're they're not necessarily relevant to like most people. We don't get that many listeners are going to get it, but yeah. I enjoy making them. But that's the main <laughs> thing with social media, isn't it? it fuck everyone yeah. else. It's just about you. Yeah, social. Just like, there you go. <laughs> well, there's going to be like uh, I'm going to do a few more different things, but uh, yeah, did uh, there's highlights for when this comes out. Last week's episode, they're back up and running again with stingers yeah. and stuff like that. And then yeah, going to do a few more throughout the week. And then I've, I've started again publishing the news articles. I kept getting notifications from your from, from the the post you were putting up that my nephew liked them. I was like, I'm not sure you should be liking this. <laughs> Why does he understand the in reference jokes? It doesn't. I don't think he uh, understands them. He just likes them. Oh, great! <laughs> well, it's, just, it's, it's good. It's good to have a you know a, a teen a young teenager. Or I can't remember how old he is. He's a werewolf, isn't he? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, this is good. I hope you keep going. Well, he's in high Cheers, school now. Mate. So, what's high school? Is that Sorry. like thirteen? Secondary. Yeah. 
it's like 13 something like that. but yeah it's uh yeah there's promo 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 videos for the channel i think there's um there's better ones i started off just kind of doing them and it was just kind of trying to be proactive and then yeah, I was like, oh, I've got this service. Oh, we, they were copy. We were copyrighted as well. Copyright Excellent. claimed. Sorted those. Apparently, it's a YouTube problem. Was that about the but, bees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I chased that down and was like, oh yeah, it's just a YouTube thing. Just tell them wh- who's got the license, and you should be fine. Right. It's so all that kind of jazzy shit. But yeah, the social media accounts are now active again. So Facebook is Pulling Teeth Podcast, and Instagram is Pulling Teeth Pod, uh-huh. and then Twitter as well. But Instagram, yeah, because I'm uploading loads of video, it feels like it's kind of lost on Twitter. You yeah, know what I mean, it's like there's no library of tweets that you can go I through don't all really the videos. Know what Twitter's good for. Apparently, it's good for like text messaging other people. So it's right. like you know, if you meet, if you bump into somebody, they might tweet you instead of text you or Facebook Messenger you. I think that's what it's for. But like all of the stuff that you're meant to use it for when starting out, which is like, oh, put all these hashtags in all these groups. I'm like, I couldn't give a, I I really couldn't give a fuck about any of those anymore. No. Like even like Facebook uh, forums that are like, post your episode this week. You can be one of 200 comments. You're like, there's no point. I'm not going to be asked to post in that and and think about planning to post it in there. No, go go fuck yourself. (laughs) Do uh, do a hashtag. This is the only way I can do it. So it's like, well, I'll just just do it this way. It's an active account. If you find it and you like us, there'll be lots of relevant stuff. If you find it and you don't know who we are, you might get an idea of who we are. I I don't think, thinking back, I don't think I've ever encountered a less productive group of people than the people on those fucking podcast groups. Like, this, they just... The same as- they spend all day talking about doing stuff. Fucking thousands of them. Yeah. Like, just, uh, just... Just just talking about, like, getting started or doing stuff and what's the best way to do this. And none of them ever fucking done anything. Well, it's, it's, it's the... People want... People look into it for weird reasons. And I get that, you know, maybe it's uh, a luxury that we've got spare time or we had spare time and were able to put some money into getting equipment and stuff but like i see loads of posts that are like um i don't want to do this unless i get a really big audience so what's the point yeah you're gonna well just i think you're just doing it for different reasons like like I said, I, i'm active on the social media account but i don't give a fuck if you see it or not i'm just happy that every now and then it pops up oh that's a stupid advert isn't it matt yeah <laughs> <laughs> and if there's someone else who's got a similar sense of humor, they'll enjoy it. But not cared about like I've got to get, got to get this. It's got to be, it's got to be BBC friendly, or it's got to be you know, picked oh, up by a network. No. Or it's like no, it's just, it's, just do what you enjoy, yeah. and then uh, see what happens with it. It's, if, it, uh, it. It goes back to that shit we were saying last week about people yeah. who go about like who put limitations on themselves and being like, well, this is the right way to do things and this is the wrong way to do things. When it's like, it's completely irrelevant if you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like, it's, well, it's, it's just... The, it's the people who in, in those groups that are like, well, really, you should edit out every breath and and, mm. and, and every pause and, and keep it to like a concise sort of like 30 to 45 minutes. Otherwise, people get bored. People get bored if you're boring. Yeah. Like, that's well, it's all. Just, I mean, I would... Uh, I think the way that I look at it is uh, it's step one. Just focus on doing step one. And step mm. one is what do you enjoy? Start doing it. With these um, uh, promo videos I've been doing that are just like uh, stock footage 
some of them are already templates which is what i find the easiest and kind of the most funny is there's a template for like a cleaning company i think there was one and yeah. it had like messages about like oh it's spring's coming why don't you clean i was like well if i just change the words <laughs> keep the music and turn it into some woman burning her children i'm like ah, it's, i find that funny that's pretty much uh, us yeah so i'm like well that's step one is just doing something and then you start then back in mind you're like well stock footage it would be quite funny if i made my own stock footage and then made promo videos from stock footage of me just <laughs> doing things and then turning into something it's like, that could be quite a laugh and then yeah. it turns into well then you could get more serious with it you could make like really professional commercials you could do that and then it starts to grow and do a little bit more as you start chasing what you enjoy so just fucking focus on step one instead of yeah. like well i'm not going to bother recording a podcast if i've got to breathe in between the words like that's just that's, that's pathetic yeah no one will listen to that you go, <laughs> no, breathe. Just, it's 2021 yeah. just go just step one mate just go forth and do things that you enjoy um so yeah that was a tangent but yeah social media if we're on there if you want to if you want to check us out yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, at pulling teeth pod Yes, and then Pulling Teeth Podcast on Facebook. And then, yeah, Twitter's Pulling Teeth Pod of things as well. Yeah. Instagram, shit like that. How, uh, how are you, Steve? <laughs> uh, How's it going, chum? Good. Not uh, not, not a lot changed since last week. Uh, I voted today. Did you vote? Is there no. voting in your area? Uh, no idea. No. I've been told to vote. <laughs> but they they um, were calling it Super Thursday. I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? Well, it's, like when, it's when franchise. you vote for things that you normally don't give two fucks about, but today, because they're the only things you can vote for, they're very important. It's like, what are you talking was about? Is it like, like some police thing? Yeah, like with, in our area, it was like the police and crime commissioner. It's like, well, is, is, is he going to uphold the law? Yeah. <laughs> well, then I don't care who does it. Is Judge Dredd running? If like, he is, he's got my vote. Yeah. Yeah. Can <laughs> he change the law? No. Then why does it matter who does it? <laughs> like just just pick the guy that's that's good that's the best at the job or whatever, well you're but... the most informed person right joe public is going to be the person who should vote on who becomes the law yeah. right yeah like not I think like it... researchers or statisticians or you know their colleagues or anything like that well i don't understand why the person that's doing the whole crime commission in a particular area has got a political affiliation like oh, I uh, privately like fair enough but like yeah because today it was like well you can vote for this guy who's the representative of the labor party or this one who's a lib dem or this one that's a conservative and this one's of the reform party i was like that is what? odd yeah it's like what well, they're all upholding the same laws i don't understand what's yeah, going on imply saying that they're political implies that they're going to affect political change you're like no you're just a police person yeah be the police you tell the policeman what to maybe it affects how you talk to the other policeman do you do like a, high a nice voice, voice or a nasty voice so you, yeah, you go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so i went and voted today i I'm, I'm sure i fully understood what i was voting for by the sounds of it um and um yeah but not a lot not a lot not a lot else uh, eventful this week. I can't remember the last time we recorded. Was it? Was it the last weekend? Thursday? Oh, it was. It has been a week. Has been a week. Yeah. Oh, time flies. We had bank holiday weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was an absolute washout. So we didn't really fucking do anything. Um, because of the rain on Monday, or washout as in you overdosed or something. Was it only raining on Monday? So it was raining all weekend here. Oh, it was beautiful weather. 
Saturday and Sunday for me. Oh no, man! Like rain yeah. all day for fucking four days. It was horrific. It rained so hard on Monday, uh, the power went out in my district. That's <laughs> that's a lot of rain. Yeah, and like uh, you know, try to find out what happened, and then the you know you look online, and they're like, oh yeah, it might be fixed in about five hours. You're like, wow. What? Like, <laughs> I, I get it. Like, you can't fight Mother Nature. Like, she's yeah. fucked you up. Whatever. I assume is what happened, because loads of different places all I mean, in the Midlands, like east to uh, west to east, were all affected. So it's like, oh, something got fucked up by a tree or something. Like, you can't. I guess. Be angry water, about it. Innit? You just put some towels by the door. Ah, but like trees, small children, all that kind of stuff flying around, probably floating down river. Yeah. I remember one of the best days, one of the best days ever while, while I was in primary school. Um, we got to go home early because it was in the middle of winter and the power went out. So there was no heating and no anything. Um, and it was like, yeah, it was it was like midday. And then we found out why we went home earlier on. It was like a swan flew into the power lines and just like exploded. <laughs> Yeah, and it, just, it took out all the power for Newcastle for like half a day. One swan, <laughs> one pissed off non-voting swan. Yeah, one jihadi swan. Um, just, just didn't want to do it anymore. Fuck it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like fairly uneventful. However, I have started a new habit this week that I think is is a positive one and not in a not in a piss taking kind of way in a, in a good way um i've tried to start uh writing every day like All right. in, in 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 any sense at the minute it's just kind of stream of consciousness stuff and the aim like the the only aim i've got is write at least 100 words and it's kind of turned into like a thousand words a day which is which is without really kind of thinking about it just because i found that once you get past that initial kind of 100 words it all just kind of starts to turn into a bit of a like a flow state. You sort of get momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can, as long as I can hit that hundred words, then it's not considered like a failure. So it's it's kind of it's kind of encouraging at the same time. Um, yeah. And it was um, it was it, I think it's uh, it, it's going hopefully to to actually lead me to to to, to making more stuff and to to being more productive artistically because i think writing seems to be at the core of everything that i want to do but it's the one thing that i'm kind of not doing like i always want to make stuff but it's that thing of oh i don't know what to make but i'm not actually putting the blocks in place to actually start making things which is always scripting and um yeah and and writing and kind of idea generation and stuff Um, or just trying to it's that again that first step of just trying to formulate an idea into a paragraph Mm. of like if so long as it's an idea of i've always wanted to kind of do this but you don't think it through any more as and you don't even write it down yeah it still becomes like an ethereal thing as soon as you put it on paper you're like oh that's that starts the more the creative process definitely yeah i've done i've done exactly the same thing to be fair this week i um yeah i've uh i there was a breaking point i've got i'm an i've got an addictive personality and i think i figured out why i don't really give a fuck about social media is because i was i I had like computer games to deal to do so it's like why would i give a fuck if somebody liked my post on instagram if i can blow someone up with a tank (laughs) like so like and i'm just i'm just i'm blowing up people you know fighting dinosaurs and you know ripping people's heads off i'm like oh yeah it's great (laughs) yeah you go to social media you're like 
Why why isn't anybody exploding into a thousand pieces because of yeah. landmines or something? I don't know. This is boring. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's a, it's a big time sink, potentially, video games, especially with me. So, like, I just uh, I decided this month to be like... Because uh, there was no... Uh, my dopamine... Uh, fell down uh, tapered out because there was no new game to play and I was looking for a game and I couldn't find one I was like I've always said I should stop for like a period see what happens and then with that came also like trying to stop Netflix so I was like because like I watch I'd I'd have it if I'm not doing something specific like work or editing then I'm not um, I'm usually got something in the background running which is good but again there was nothing new to watch I was re-watching series I've seen seven times yeah and it was like I've seen it I've still got a dopamine effect because it's still you know entertaining in some way but there's better things there's other things I need to be doing in my time so it's like if I remove all that what should I do and then yeah there was uh, writing every day and then just trying to uh, be more productive hence more you know social media uh more editing and then promotional yeah. videos and all that kind of stuff to be like right if i just don't have that what do i do now one of the problems right is i play a lot of survival games so that's like you know uh one of them was like yeah you're a prisoner on an island you've got to you know craft weapons and build uh, houses and stuff like that forage and live, survive so then like I started arc. kind of like Ark yeah, yeah Ark was one of them and then there's loads there's like Conan and Scum and Space Engineers and all, the, all these other games that are basically the same thing uh, but because I'm used to doing that all the time I started watching YouTube videos on stealth camping <laughs> which is illegally <laughs> camping in public areas oh in like a bivy bag What's a bivy bag? Is that what they're called? I think they're called bivy bags. It's like it's like a sleeping bag that's a tent. Oh, maybe. Or, or, or this guy, a few... There's loads of people who do it, apparently. But they just, uh, they just try and do it while evading the law, which is quite funny because the law never really seems to be chasing them. No. But, like, he's, like, asleep. He's trying to sleep in an abandoned petrol station. He hears a noise outside, and it's, like, just a moth, like, wandering <laughs> around. But he's, like... <laughs> someone's outside it's a- <laughs> and, I'm, and my brain's just like that's kind of like the video i could i could start doing this yeah just start sleeping in places <laughs> just 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 waiting and then be like fuck i've got to get the fuck out of dodge because i shouldn't be here yeah it's like a guy like slept in a sewer and he was like i'm pretty sure i definitely know i'm not supposed to be here i'll get arrested if i'm here yeah. it's like you're in a sewer mate chill out like what, what are you doing like if you're doing it for an objective like hunting steve for sport i'm all game but if you're just doing it for a laugh then uh, yeah you need to figure out a bit more but uh yeah so a little bit of stealth camping uh was a bit yeah. interesting and then that led down the surviving in the woods you know eating you know what was it like strawberry flowers to live and then like fight how to fight off a black bear and i'm just like why yeah, you can't travel at the moment. I don't even have a passport, so I yeah. probably won't go to British Columbia to test my natural prowess. Yeah, plus you've got to try and hide your dog at the same time. And I'm yeah, pretty sure your dog would take on a black bear. Probably. Yeah, I mean, she, took, she takes on cover. the post all the time. So the post and black bears probably have the same mating call, right? I don't know. But yeah, so yeah, uh, and yeah, stopping fucking video games and Netflix is genuine withdrawal for the first couple of days of like I should just have something I should just I've that now is dedicated free time I can now go and zong out 
and just pop something on or play something for a little while and then that'll be most of my evening so trying to get over that just by sitting down and doing stuff it's been uh been interesting but good and healthier then yeah writing same thing yeah uh wrote out there's another youtube show that i want to do that's uh, similar to uh, what it because we've, i've always said that this show is like the that's the step one i guess of like we find stuff that we find funny and chat about doing creative projects and then the idea is we go forth and we do them there's like a show that i think uh yeah news show i mentioned a little while ago as well that's that could be based off of articles we've spoken about or things mm. we've spoken about and uh turn it into some kind of other shortened show so i've been writing stuff like that it's been good so yeah. yeah writing i think is a better use of time it's all about growing up steve yeah is that like, what the maroon's about yes yeah i mean i Gross. i like a fleece every now and then yeah uh but i've never worn it as casually as i'm currently wearing it this feels very adult it does you know what i mean it does yeah so i was like well might as well it's and it genuine i'm not i'm just riffing on that it's a genuine decision of like it's time to grow up i'll wear this fleece more often <laughs> it's just the move the rock thing again isn't it pretty much i've got to grow up fleeces yeah fleeces are where it begins yeah but no in terms of like uh yeah that, trying to live in a world where the free time you have needs to be uh working towards something as yeah. opposed to killing time until you have something that you have to do yeah you could be like no it's like yeah if there's a if i had a, if this if podcasting was a part-time job which is which is what i've somewhat experienced this week because if i've got free time I'm doing social media stuff, which means I'm seeing more articles, which means I have way too many articles this week. Mm. But it's productive. It's like that time I've spent has meant that I've got more stuff here instead of just being like, oh, I'm just going to do nothing today. Be like, nice. Grown-up style is you need to do something that progresses your life forward. Yeah. So writing and doing shit so that when uh, stand-up comes back along, you can... dive into that a bit more head first yeah it's good to have have something i don't know i i've what i found is it's kind of it's taking things sort of off my mind leaving space for new things if that makes sense like so and and um so i'll have kind of like a thought or like an idea just of just like a, a brief kind of philosophy of something um and and less but but i never really develop it and because i don't develop it i just have that one line and it just kind of like churns over and over and over in my head um and it and and then it uh, over time it fades and morphs into something else and just disappears and it's like well i'm sure i'm i don't know if that if what i was thinking would have been any use to anybody myself included but it would have been good to kind of like have it out and 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 kind of like think about it a little bit more and Even it, if it's just to flex that muscle, that 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 specific creative that's the muscle, thing. Mm. Um, and like the 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 one thing that I've always um, I've always had is that like I'll go and watch some kind of like musician, or I'll see some like amazing film or video or just just anything, and be like, "That's ace! I want to make something." And then I'll sit down, like inspired to make something, and all of the flex of that of, of that muscle is just. It's, it's just gone because I spend so much time thinking about um, putting something into action and, and, and producing something and note and not a, enough time actually doing it. So I know the technical side of it, the technique. I know how to 
how to mechanically do something like with all mm. the film stuff and uh, and and everything like that and i'm i can do that to a pretty high standard but it's the actual kind of creative side of it that i that i don't feel like i i use that muscle often enough so a lot of this um a lot of this the, this this habit is um or that, that i'm trying to develop is to do with getting comfortable staring at a blank page every day and then kind of like going from there and seeing what it where it takes me because i think traditionally that's something that that frightens a lot of creatives it's something that they shy away from at least like the idea of of, of an empty page it's something that kind of crops up in a lot of things and it's like well it'd be good if i could turn that into something i could look forward to like what's going to come out today almost kind of like get excited by it mm. i think that would be a that's that's a good way to kind of start um to 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 start to almost become force yourself to become prolific in a sense well it's just this starting productiveness right and i think yeah. what what you've described is step one right it's just well when you when you've come down to do something you've been thinking about the technical side of it and how you're going to shoot it and all that yeah. kind of stuff and that's further down the line that's yeah. like step three four five meanwhile step one is just sat sitting there and i think the mental side of it is you go as soon as i start step one then i'm committed in some way your brain's like well if i do step one then it's a loads of other stuff after that and you go yeah but that's a good thing your brain just you you get so used to it being like i know this is what i want to do but i want to start and you go yeah but why i don't know there's just a feeling that i don't and you go no you obviously do you need to turn that upside down and then as soon as you start step one everything else comes into comes into play i mean that's what that's the thing i noticed about social media this week is like I spend, you know, two minutes on these promotional videos and it's like, I could make it better. I could do more, but I'm flexing that muscle of like, well, I'm doing something and I'm kind of getting the idea of what the theme of it is. So everyone that comes out, they get a little bit better mm. and you're just working that muscle. So while it, it maybe this week, yeah, we're like, I don't think people will get it or I don't know if it's, you know, it's necessarily something to flood the Instagram feed with, but yeah. you go like, Ah, but it's if they're improving all the time eventually it'll turn i'll figure out what it is and then be able to do something with it afterwards whether it continues or whether it grows into something else so yeah definitely on board with i think that's the best way i could describe it is yeah step one needs to be initiated yeah and whether it's wait whether it's freeing yourself a distraction if that's you know having the word document up and flashing empty in front of you or if that's just having nothing else to do with dedicated empty time to be like i need to do something yeah all right i, th- I need I, to initiate a lot of my downfall historically with the with the whole creative process is acting upon um uh kind of it, uh when inspiration strikes whatever form it takes as opposed to just acting regardless of inspiration like the, the, there was a quote i can't remember i can't remember the right the writer that said it but it was in that um uh yeah i know the, what you mean the the war of art book that yeah. was like um I, I i only write when inspiration take when inspiration hits me luckily it hits me at nine o'clock every morning and it's that yeah. idea of kind of like no i i sit down to write my brain says we're writing now and you just start yeah, yeah, and like, th- and that's that's all. And if I can, if I can get myself kind of into that state and producing regularly, I'd feel less fraudulent about calling myself a creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that's again, that's the goal of the of this podcast, right? So I think uh, 
maybe we used to have like a breakdown of stuff that we wanted to do or stuff that we were thinking about doing maybe there's a point where we can uh, measure that a little bit more in order to motivate mm. without it being too committal yeah because there's a thought there's a side of like oh if we do a minute month we'll do it every month we did it for a month and a half and then it kind of fell off you go like yeah. that's because it maybe it was too stringent and maybe it was too big maybe this is just a platform to be like step one what's the step one this week what's the step one that you need to start doing that that's the goal of that's what i'm thinking about doing at the moment is doing that maybe we could do something like that well i think the thing is th- thinking back to the, the to the minute month thing is that i don't think what we were doing was was at all unfeasible um mm. it's just that in order to do it i was falling back on the on the same old habits which is oh fuck it's due tomorrow best make something yeah yeah um whereas the difference now is is trying to kind of like put some kind of structure even aimless structure um into in, into that process every day so like yep. it's so, so yeah so so I'm i'm not just kind of like putting pen to paper once i've got an idea i'm just doing it regardless and then the idea comes through that yeah it was it was i think i think rogan was talking about it as well it's like he'll often like write with like just pure stream of consciousness just yeah yeah. just just like thousands and thousands of words but and within that most of what he's writing he'll say is like crap but there might just be the odd line that kind of like resonates in some way or outlines an idea and then it gives him something to develop but if all you ever do is think about it uh, without putting any pen to paper, then in all likelihood you won't do anything and an idea won't come because again, you're not working the, you're not working well, your brain. Well, the thing is you don't know what you think. If it's no. just a thought, you don't understand the thought. Like I, I, the example I always give on the show is like, yeah, I used to hate One Direction. I didn't know why. And then one day I sat down and really thought about it, which is like going through it all and I'd be like, oh, it's, I actually hate this specific thing about the industry and how, you know, people are, uh, how m- the art of music is cheapened and it's like that. And it's like, yeah, but it's not really about the band and it's not about that. But the thought I had was I don't like One Direction. And mm. in ve- I may have I may have written 10,000 words on it, but then I realized, oh no, it's just, I hate that it's cheapened, you know, that, that's it in a nutshell. It's just cheapened music. You go like, no, it's, I'm, I, I feel bad for the people who think this is music because it's, fake it's not going to continue that's all even even if all you do is understand your own thought it's progress and then yeah. that can be developed and kind of grow a little bit more mm. but yeah i i want to do um more creative stuff and i've started doing some more creative stuff it's always weird when one of us starts doing creative stuff i find uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like uh, this news thing uh, that i want to do um more obviously more than happy to do it together even if it's just a, even if it's i was gonna i did ask i was gonna try and sort out a drink at some point we we're going to do it over bank holiday but then i couldn't read and then forgot like i think you said you were you you, you messaged me saying you're free in the afternoon but out in the evening yeah and i read that as you're free in the evening but out in the afternoon oh right and then it became the evening and i was like oh and he was said something about he wants to spend time with his wife so i was like i'll just leave him to it oh that was, uh, I, but, I was over the over most of the weekend i was i was planning on gardening and we got a little bit done on friday and then it all just went to shit yeah but no i i figured you weren't um that we weren't doing anything because it was throwing it down but evidently in stoke it was 
really nice. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, yeah, I was going to. So I was trying to organise a drink last week. So you can still, if you're doing, we can sort something out after the call or whatever. But yeah, of uh, doing uh, how much time you have for creative stuff because there was a point where when things were in the air, you weren't sure how much creative time you had for you know hobby stuff as opposed to professional stuff yeah but like yeah even if uh if i'm able to do a show that uh is new every week and can have segments on it then that could give you the freedom of being like i can do something this week but if i can't do something next week okay but i get the feeling if i put together a show that is uh i can never remember how you call your job title video person videographer videographer if it was videographically really good i think that might crumble your world and i'm quite happy about that i think that'd be quite cool like if it's edited together on a professional level yeah and you're like how did you do this that might spark also creative things if you know what i mean yeah yeah like i think i think you'd genuinely be pissed i i don't think i'd be (laughs) i don't think i'd be pissed off it'd be nice like a really good transition you'd be like how did you do that i'd be like ah I, I don't know. I just got off a website, but I could be like, oh yeah, it could spark the possibilities. You know, I'd be what I mean? intrigued. But I'd be intrigued as to why you gave so much of a fuck because most of the time in the past you haven't. Yeah, well, there's an art to not giving a fuck. I think, <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Like, I was trying to think about this when I was because uh, the th- the reason these articles work on the show is because it's a genuine conversation. Yeah, and we're loosely talking about it. As soon as I was like, oh, I could do it in news format, and it's all going to be scripted. It was like, well, then you're taking it seriously, and then it changes the whole atmosphere. It's really weird. Yeah. So, like, uh, by not by by having a casual attitude towards something, I think it, there's an art to that as well, maybe. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, I want to do more creative stuff. I'm going to do more creative stuff. You're welcome to join as full time or part time as you want. We mm. can figure something out, even if it is just like an odd segment you want to throw together. And it could be like a independent thing as well as hey, you put it on news show or whatever. Yeah, could be quite fun. Uh, yeah, so uh, writing, writing every day. That's what you've been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and good. That's... Any more bullet points from the Steve world? No, no, nothing. No, I've talked about no. stealth camping mm. and um, yeah, lust for blood. I guess no, no, I'll keep that out of it. But yeah, just uh, yeah. Um, freeing myself of vices that would soak up my time has, has led me to do a bit more creative stuff even if it is just bullshit promotional adverts stuff like that but yeah lots of, but yeah i've been on social media so there's i get my articles from social media so there's a fuck ton of articles but uh, we'll see what we go through um a japanese man has been accused of dating 35 women at the same time to get hundreds of pounds worth of birthday presents accused accused well, did he or didn't he uh, he's been arrested. Arrested? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. Why? Uh, to cash. Why he's been he's been dating thirty five women for financial gain. Are you not allowed to? Uh, apparently not. Uh, Takashi Miyagawa, thirty nine, allegedly gave different dates for his birthday. Ah, so that's fraud, isn't it? To each of his potential partners. It's not fraud. <laughs> it's just lying. <laughs> I was born in March. No, you weren't. Go to prison. I'm not like I'm 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 not I'm not like shit cut shouting his praises or anything, but it's like it, why is he in prison? Well this is why you gotta vote for your local police super person, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. He is he is said to have received cards and presents totaling six hundred and sixty eight pounds 
including a £200 suit. Shut him in with the paedophiles. <laughs> the women eventually realised his scam and formed a victim's association before going to police in February. Christ almighty. A victim's association. <laughs> what a sad group. Victims of what? Victims of an arsehole? Like, he didn't... He, 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 he didn't... <laughs> it's just... It's just... You're yeah, not victims. <clears throat> and wasn't it like th- if someone 35 lies women? to you, that doesn't make you a victim. Well, it's 35... And I guess, I mean... Uh, I mean, I well, let's, let's think about it, right? I've been dating in the past. I would say, on average, you'd probably see each other at least once a week. Thirty-five people, like that's maybe once a month if I you mean, double up. Yeah, if anything, like good on him for keeping up the lie because, like, I've seen people struggle like juggling like two or three people, let alone yeah, 35. thirty-five. A Japanese. <laughs> Japan's I mean it's an island like they'll bump they'll find each other eventually <laughs> You'll eventually but apparently they'll all find each other and form a committee <laughs> victims association <laughs> victims association <laughs> they took it to the police they took it he, he, has, he has now been arrested on suspicion of fraud so yeah I don't understand fully like so at there's some no point tractual uh, agreement yeah it's at some point you can earmark people's generosity as fraud i guess if 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 you were if you were claiming to be a charity or something in that instance but if you're just a dude pretending it's your birthday like i'm not i'm not sure but when dating right if some if if somebody refuses to pay for their meal then they expect you to pay for it do you go to the police no like uh, uh, the drinks are on me. What the drinks? Are, yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go Dutch, right? We're gonna halve it. I'm going to police. It's like <laughs> seems strange, but fair enough. <laughs> Send him to the dogs, whatever it is. But yeah, so he's he's uh, he's been arrested. Um, in other news, a mum has claimed she's been flagged as a potential terrorist after jokingly sending a bank transfer called funds for ISIS to her horse trainer who trains her horse, Isis. <laughs> <laughs> so she wasn't just being like, wouldn't it be funny if I said funds for Isis? No, it's funds to train her horse, who is yeah. named Isis. So it's, it's genuine. It's, well, I think she knew it was cheeky. And, uh, but um, it's, yeah, she was like, fuck it, might as well. well Sounds it's, funny, yeah, but it's, it's true. It's true, I can explain it away. It won't, put me on, it won't get me on a no-fly list at all. <laughs> no, she's a terrorist. <laughs> The 57-year-old had innocently pinged over the cash to cover the cost of horse boot camp for nine-year-old Arabian horse Isis. Um, uh, now, Why did you call it, your it's horse a real name. Isis. Well, it is a real name, isn't it? Like it's, a, I think it's an Egyptian name or an ancient Egyptian name. Okay. Like there's a dog in uh, uh, the Downing, not Downing Street. It was the show upstairs, downstairs? But the new one, Downton Abbey. There's a dog in Downton Abbey called Isis. Okay, and then uh, there was—I think there was an ISIS dog in the Dam Busters. Oh no, that was like that was like a racial slur. <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, the no, ISIS I think is a genuine a genuine name. But yeah, they, they go on the ancient Egypt fanatic Susan failed to spot the issue with her wording. Uh, red face? No, 
Uh, it was a long article and I've summed it up. I'm pretty sure she did uh, know what she was doing. Redface Susan, who previously owned horses called Pharaoh and Nefertiti, says she was forced to explain to PayPal and Interpol that she was paying for her horse's training and not funding terrorism. So it's a good phone corner. Yeah. Well, I was trying to pay for horse training and now I'm talking to Scotland Yard. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm in prison with a serial dating guy. Yeah. Like, I mean, what people funding ISIS are sending bank transfers to ISIS that read but, funds for ISIS? But this is the thing. Would you remember there was a thing about uh, a while ago, but like a, uh, some bloke got put on a no-fly list because he accidentally checked the box, I am involved in a terror organization. Oh, yeah. On his, like, flight documentation or something like that. Yeah, and, and it you took go, him months to get it removed or something. Yeah, but in the same breath, you got to go, who's ticking that box? And if they did tick that box, what was the airlines meant to go, it's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, they've got a duty to react to it. They've got they've got to take it seriously. Yeah. But it's just, should the question be there? And you go, well, we asked them if they were terrorists. I think it's there because uh, I th- I th- I'm guessing it's there for like a legal purpose in that you, there is a signed document where you said you weren't a terrorist. You so- promise. So so if we if we get the slightest sniff of you being a terrorist then we can sue you for something and put you away. There's probably it's probably there as a safeguard for something. Um yeah. so I, I I guess maybe it makes it makes some sense but yeah that that was odd. It was odd because you could see the guy afterwards when he's talking to the police and be like and go through his whole history and he's still at, like having trouble convincing them that he's not a terrorist but, but like have you ever been <laughs> have you ever had like a conversation with somebody and something slipped out and it's changed your whole opinion about everything and then they try to act like it never happened uh, a situation know. like that I've had situations like that where like so- someone's been a bit too real about their emotional state <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, someone's like, uh, re- yeah, I'm really, really addicted to Cocoa Pops. Uh, so, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, how's it going? You'd be like, what, Cocoa Pops? What's the deal? <laughs> oh, no, no. And you're like, no, no, no. I now know you're a terrorist. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I know you're trying. It just slipped out. I know. But now I know. Now it's awkward. Yeah, but you don't so get a Freudian <laughs> slip while you're writing. <laughs> you could. <laughs> just ticking a box. But like, oh, yeah. I, I, am I a terrorist? I mean, yeah, of course I am. Uh, well, should I have done that? And then you like some, you forget about something and you come back to it. Oh, it's probably fine. <laughs> you know, what, Maybe those, it's worked. What are those people? Oh, I, it's completely fallen off my fucking head. Um, the, the, the guys that... that um, that keep saying inappropriate things. They can't stop swearing, and it's like an Tourette's. impulse. Yeah, can you can you get Tourette's with writing? I so like you see the wrong know. action, and your brain goes tick it, and you just tick it. I don't know. I be I, I reckon it's not because it feels like too deliberate and too long. Yeah, an act. Do you know what I mean? Like I I love to, uh, Tourette's is fascinating to me, but it it, it really is like uh, it's just. That part of your brain that says you can't do that, yeah. If it, in, in a vocal thing, I think just kind of says it and has a joy in in saying different words. So I think it'd be different if you were writing, but like, I mean, they probably ask the question right uh, uh, vocally as well in some situations, and some people say yes. But there is a thing with actions though. Like there was um, there's <laughs> there's a TikTok thing that I follow, and I think it's called Tourette's Dad, 
and um, it's like it's him and his kids doing like everyday stuff and but he's got Tourette's and it forces him to do weird stuff so like they're it's celebrating his kid's birthday and you can see him like several times like kind of like lunge a bit towards his kid and someone pulls him back and finally he does it he does it again and they can't grab him and he shoves his kid's head into the birthday cake (laughs) (laughs) but it's like it's all really genuine and like, yeah, and, yeah. and he does, and, and it's done to kind of like raise awareness of this thing. And but yeah. it, 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 I, I, I assume that could make you tick a box. Yeah, maybe. It, yeah, it just feels like it feels like an energy, an energy release, and I'm not sure how much that would be, but it, I'm sure it could potentially be the case, right? Yeah. But yeah, even even if it's not, then it, people are going to audibly uh, say yes. I mean, did you ever go to France as a kid? No. No, I used to go to France on like school trips and stuff, and it was always funny to kind of say that we were smuggling vegetables, right? Like you know, because then the customs officer has to take it seriously. Uh, they have to look in the boot. There's like that little thing. It's like no, just just don't say it. Don't do you're it. like yeah, but and the border guy's like, I know you're joking, but now I technically I have to check. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. So I think it's the same uh, same kind of deal. I can understand if someone has declared themselves a terrorist or said they're funding ISIS. Someone has to look into it. Yeah, you know what I mean, um, as an avid fan of Egypt, Susan has Susan has been to, <laughs> has been to Sham El Sheikh a couple of times. And ancient Egypt sometimes features in her art. She also has an Egyptian themed bedroom and has painted a huge eye of Horus over the top of her bed frame. I don't know whether this is meant to incriminate her or just like a bit of fun fact afterwards. The woman who funds ISIS sleeps under a Horus. Oh. <laughs> kind of sounds like horse why not keep it in the article yeah um did you did you hear about the stampede of jews oh um vaguely yeah in like it's a stadium so strange. or something no it's, it's a street uh, festival i think I, i've oh. got like a, quite a few notes on it i don't know whether that's the right way of phrasing it it's just it's so surreal to me that the again more people are dying by stampede but apparently it's um what's that football um, crowd death crush Hillingdon Hilling, uh, Hill, Hillsborough Hillsfield Hillsborough the Hillsborough massacre I think it was called right yeah I think it's but they're trying to, they, they think it might be the same kind of deal where it's like a large group of people and it hasn't been managed properly with the gates and people have died because you know it was mismanaged but yeah. then you obviously go yeah but people crushed you to death right they stamped on your face and you go like yeah but you have to assume people are going to do that. So yeah. you have to make weights, uh, ways to make sure people don't get clogged up. From what little I read, it said it was it was almost like a lab, an avalanche of people. Like a couple, it was a it was a, like a very narrow kind of corridor kind of kind of stairway kind of thing, but outside. Um, yeah, and a couple I of people there was... fell, and it tripped the people in front and over and over yeah. and over and yeah. I think it was basically, apparently it was, it was outside, I think. And uh, yeah, there was like a ramp and it was raining. So the ramp got wet. Then, yeah, some people fell. And yeah. then just the crowd. Crowds are so, you, as much as you can say, you should stop if you see something. When there's a crowd of people moving, there's not much you can do. But yeah, Stampede no. of, uh, uh, I'll read it so I get the articles terminology right uh, yeah they they started doing the funerals for the victims of the stampede 45 people were crushed to death during the lag boma event over the slopes of mount meron where annual commemorations including all night prayers singing and dancing 
I hope they weren't danced on to death in the stampede. Devastated families have been identifying their loved ones and burying them ahead of the Jewish Sabbath that began on Friday evening. Uh, Children were amongst those who were killed, which sucks. It's got to turn off this uh, notification. Uh, Yeah, witnesses spoke of seeing a pyramid of people being asphyxiated or trampled in a passageway around three metres wide. So three metres wide, that's that's not too wide. It feels like longer than an average small corridor. But it's a loadest load of people. Yeah. You know? Uh, crowds of ultra-Orthodox Jews packed the pilgrimage site despite warnings to maintain social distancing. And the stampede was at 1am on a Friday. Christ. So people were, like, early hours. But then I guess if you... I think they said it was all-night prayer and uh, dancing, right? So it's probably a late-night festival event anyway. Right. And then they were kind of leaving. Um, Av... Avigdor Hayat, who survived the stampede, described slipping on the ramp and getting trapped in a crowd with his two sons. My son screamed, I'm dying, he told TV police station Can. <laughs> it just sounds, uh, it's not funny that a kid was screaming he was dying, but it's just funny that this guy's like, I need to tell the news. Yeah, my son yeah. was screaming, I'm dying. I mean, a policeman tried to pull him and his younger son out of the crowd but couldn't move move them. The policeman then threw up and started crying. Threw up? <laughs> That's what you want from a police officer. Well, I mean, he is watching... What's going a- on? <laughs> <laughs> and crying. And trying to save a child who he's witnessing getting crushed to death. Yeah. So it's like... like the, guy's, the guy's looking for his kid. Can't see his kid. But you can see a policeman trying to save his kid. And the policeman's... <laughs> Just not having a great time. No, just vomits, <laughs> so, crying everywhere. Yeah, the policeman threw up, started crying, and I understood what he was looking at, what I couldn't see. Uh, Mr. Hayat himself suffered a broken ankle and broken ribs. Oh. I thought this was the end, he said, adding that he began to pray and simply waited. So, just accepting the wrong fate. Rough. Rough. It's rough. Hours later, in hospital with 10 year old Shmuel, they learned that his other son, y- Yadidya, yeah, did you? Yeah, did you? Had died. <laughs> Let me just try and figure out the correct pronunciation of this name. Never mind, he's dead. Witnesses complained oh. that police barricades prevented people from exiting properly. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the people involved, but yeah. it's 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 so yeah, it's very strange that uh, it's sad that uh, in this day and age. I mean, uh, when was the Hillsborough massacre? Right, it was like seventies, like eighties, or something. No, right? Oh, early nineties. Early nineties, maybe late eighties. But yeah, no, so like twenty well, years ago, something like that. Thirty years at this point, isn't it? Well, no, if it was early nineties, it would have been like. But yeah, yes, yeah, so it's say like twenty, thirty years ago. It's like it's, it feels like quite. A, it feels like not too much in the history books. You go like it shouldn't have happened then, but it really shouldn't have happened now, especially when there's social distancing. How how likely are you to die in a stampede during a social distance time? Yeah, you know what I mean. But Although I think I don't Israel, know. where it happened, I think they re- they lift they lifted regulations, uh, like shortly before the festival or something. Like yeah, that. you're not gonna get, there's there's not gonna be any kind of uh, global sort of medical information and in, in, medical mm. thing from from scientists in the West um, that's gonna tell Israel how to celebrate like their sacred religious holidays. Like it's just not gonna well, happen. They did cancel it last year because of pandemic stuff. Oh, did they? So, like, yeah, I believe 
uh, yeah, from memory, I believe what well, it was like a changed or something like that because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just crazy that the officers who were there couldn't care less," said Velvel Brevda, a rabbi who witnessed the stampede. Well, one was vomiting and crying, so I think he could care a little a bit. bit. Uh, he blamed the government for the deaths of beautiful holy Jews that were killed there for no reason whatsoever. The Justice Ministry said investigators will look into whether there had been any police misconduct. The I think is yeah, organising of the, the thing. The government's fault. Well, the if you if you're going to have a public event, I think the government and the police are responsible for keeping it safe. Right. Like street barricades, right? right. Not gonna... oh, so maybe like the local government, like we would blame like the council if it's like a town. Thing. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, I guess the police presence needed to be well, organized. Yeah, I mean, with but the barricades. It, I, I mean, I guess if it's just like if it happened at like some kind, I don't know, football, but some kind of cup final or something yeah. at Wembley, and and some shit went down, like you wouldn't blame Boris Johnson. No. But I think you would, yeah, I think you would blame the police. I think that's weird. Yeah, they did blame the police, right? I'm not sure whether they blamed the local police. They probably police as a whole. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. new crime anyway, commissioner. <laughs> yeah, the super commissioner, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is. But yeah, death by stampede. It's fucking, oh. uh, fucking insane. Especially oh. like, um, what was the, uh, what was the term? Ultra orthodox Jews. I don't know much. I know obviously there's loads of stereotypes about, uh, but I don't know that much about the culture. Yeah. But uh, it does feel doesn't feel like the most violent of crowds. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like stereotypically, I don't feel like the most violent. So, stamping children to death is pretty Christ. intense. Yeah, stampedes. So, yes, I mean not the most eager. Maybe they're really eager people. I don't know. Maybe they really want to get to the front of the crew. It's cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sad in the Lion King. Sad in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just what's what's his dad called? Simba's dad. I can't remember. Mufasa. Oh yeah, Mufasa, but with like ultra orthodox sideburns <laughs> and a, and a well, well, I can't. I don't know. Well, I don't like. I don't know all the terms, but like, there's a, a scarf that's stereotypical with rabbis. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's just gonna get more offensive if I try and. Yeah, <laughs> there was gonna be a Holocaust joke in there about something about you know cramped living conditions, but I thought that's not good. <laughs> No, but yeah, it it, uh, it sounds crazy to people that have diaper stampede. But I wouldn't be surprised if this was in, um, you know, a, a, a Black Friday sale. You know what I mean? If people died in a stampede in a supermarket during a Black Friday sale, I'd be happens. like, well, yeah, those people are stupid. It happens a lot. Yeah, you go like, oh, fair enough. But the fact that it was during, a, I think, like, yeah, religious festival, religious, what the, what was it called? A religious event, the Lag Boma event, like, and by, by stereotypically quite passive people. Feels uh, feels quite intense. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. That'll be a weird clip. Uh, in other news, <laughs> two men have been rescued unharmed after becoming trapped 800 metres underground in a disused mine near Barnard Castle. Oh. Peter King from the Cumbrian Ore Mines Rescue Unit of the British Cave Rescue Council. Yes. Lots of committees here. Mm. <laughs> said that people should think twice before attempting to explore underground mines. Yeah. And this again ties into growing up, right? As a kid, I probably would have explored underground an 800 mile mine. 800 mile? 800 meters. Meter. Must be. <laughs> yeah. 800 meters down, is it? I've gone down to an mile. underground mine at the core of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all right. Oh, I'm trapped. 
Uh, but yeah, as a kid, I'd probably be. I can understand. I was trying to figure out why these people were down there. I was like, why are you doing it? And then you go like, well, okay, it just feels like people are just pissing about and exploring. I probably did exactly the same when I was a kid. Been like, you know, fucking up with buildings and stuff like that. So when I was doing watching stealth camping, I saw a video of like pe- people just destroying buildings with their bare hands by like chipping away at them with rocks, like abandoned buildings. And I was yeah. like, oh, I probably did that when I was a kid. Like some level of vandalism. I can understand the youthful idea of I'm so bored let's just keep going down this mine yeah I'm getting trapped i just as an adult I, I now as a 33 year old or whatever i'm just like uh i'm done with mines for now i think <laughs> just chill out find a good spot and chill you know yeah. all that article was i find it funny there's a british cave rescue council <laughs> council I, of who we should rescue should we rescue them uh, council like nay. A, but, but like not a traditional council it's like a council of elders in hoods with candlelight yeah try to should we rescue Derek and Gary nah, nah no. you're right let's slaughter uh, a goat yeah there's a few of there's a few short articles this week that was one of them another one is uh, police in Stoke-on-Trent have been uh, carrying out weapons and knives searches at local parks they're just looking for knives in parks now well it's cheaper uh, than going and buying one I suppose cheaper than arresting people right I mean officers from Newcastle neighbourhood policing team staged Newcastle Neighbourhood Policing Team. The police is weird. I think there's different tiers of volunteers, right? You've got like part-time policemen, I think, is a thing. Yeah. Then you've got like part-time volunteer paid policemen, and then you've got like fully volunteer non-paid policemen. There's loads of different tiers. So I don't know whether the neighbourhood policing team is like a community thing, because it would make sense if it was a community thing. Yeah. Yeah. That you know, would... like just people wanting to do something to help out the community yeah let's go to the park and look for knives yeah yeah but we'll go to the park right yeah yeah there'll be knives just at the like... park <laughs> uh, in Kidsgrove after concerns had been raised over offences in the area lots of knife crime in my area um, on Friday April 30th officers carried out a search of the park in an effort to find any knives and weapons uh, it comes as part of Staffordshire Police's Ditch the Blade initiative I think there's, there's been a lot of this in the UK about like uh, knife forfeiture because there's so much knife crime the police are saying if you come to us with a knife and give it to us we won't charge you for having the knife so people have got like samurai swords and like machetes and shit oh right so this is is people that kind of i was gonna say like most people have a knife because they want a knife not because they want to give it to you but like but it's like to avoid gang knife crime right if they're in a gang and they've been given a knife and and it's in their possession they might be like what do i do with this instead of throwing it away in a bin the police like give it to us no questions asked and we'll just destroy it for you um so maybe they think people are throwing these blades and knives in the park but feels (laughs) weird that there's a police search for knives in a park as opposed to people with knives but if it's commuting, I'm all for it. Yeah. Another, let's go, let's go, just cheer things up. Uh, right. A corpse believed to be the leader of a controversial Colorado religious group was found mummified in a sleeping bag, wrapped in Christmas lights, missing its eyes, uh, but with glitter on its face. That does, that does sound very, uh... Christmassy? Uh, culty. Got no eyes. Yeah. <laughs> what I find weird about this is, um, they think her eyes just evaporated naturally well, and the body was only lost for two weeks was, was only like dead for two weeks well your eyes do seem pretty perishable compared to the rest yeah of i'd never i just never thought of it before but like 
I didn't realize that after two weeks you had no eyes. Yeah, like two, two weeks. weeks is... I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, but I just never thought about it before because your eyes are mainly liquid, right? I yeah. Mean, once you pop them, it's only going to be like a time before it seeps out everywhere. Yeah, they could just could just dry out. Yeah, or just yeah. You know, once the you know membrane has decayed enough and all the liquid comes out, yeah. Well, Eyes are gone. Maybe that's why you blink so much, just so you can make sure they're still there. Yes, you don't become a mummified Christmas corpse. Mm. Uh, The remains are believed to be of Amy Carlson, 45, known to her followers as Mother God, who was... (laughs) Pick one. (laughs) Got a bit of an ego on her. (laughs) Yeah, are you God or are you a mother? (laughs) Mother God. I am the mother of God. I suppose Christian God is father, isn't he? Yeah. Well, that's, that's like, Daddy God and I'm Mummy God. Yeah, it's, it's not Father God, it's God the Father. Yeah. And I think Mother God is I'm God's mother. It feels like, you know what I mean? Like Mother Goose. Yeah, but of deities. Uh, she was a self-proclaimed divine being from the group really? Love Has not Won. Not a real one. <laughs> self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. I'm self-certifying as a god. Yeah, I don't need eyes. What are you talking about? <laughs> the... The group was called Love Has Won. The group has been branded by law enforcement as a cult. The investigation into the corpse led to the arrest of seven members of the group on various charges, including child abuse. I mean, obviously that must be unrelated to the corpse, right? Uh, Yeah, because she was 45. And abuse of a corpse. Uh, But no one's been charged for her death. Mm. abusing a corpse i mean they just put glitter on it and wrapped it in christmas lights right oh they mummified it i don't know how what to what extreme they mummified it you know what i mean maybe they, they, like you fill it with sawdust or something you harvest organs and replace it with something i think when you mummify something right you yeah some you fucked up shit you embalm them really is that mumming is that I, th- mummying I think they them? Embalmed is embalming them didn't they in, in egypt they did but I guess you can mummify someone just by sort of wrapping them up. I think embalming feels weird because you need a motor because you're basically pumping embalming fluid around their veins. Well, I thought they, I, but I, th- I thought they, I thought well, maybe they embalmed them in, in Egypt. But I don't know if it, maybe they just like soaked them in a solution or something. Yeah, dip them in a bit of Pritt stick or something. Yeah. Keep them together. The sagwash. Sagwash County Sheriff's Office found the body on Wednesday after receiving a tip from a suspected member of the group. Christ. <laughs> I like... <laughs> you know, like, what, what's that, like, uh, Quoth the Raven or something like that? Mm. And it's Edgar like... Allan Poe. Uh, yeah, and it's like, I think there's like a body under the floorboards or something. And it's oh, the, the Telltale Heart. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm mixing up Simpsons episodes here. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> So the telltale heart is like there's there's a uh, they bury a body underneath the floorboards and like the thought of the body drives them insane where they have to confess. Yeah, I just like that instead of a creepy thing under the floorboards, it's just flashes of like uh, uh, their their mother god wrapped in Christmas lights and glitter and being like, <gasps> <laughs> I have to tell somebody because <laughs> they probably didn't see it without her eyes. It's just like oh, no. it's just a dead body wrapped in badly wrapped Christmas lights and a bit of glitter. That'll be fine, won't it? Yeah. The affidavit said that Mr. Lamboy said it was obvious that Mrs. Carlson was dead because her eyes were missing. So I think this is like the well, police on the scene. I mean, like, that's discriminatory against people who've got no eyes. Did, did you bother taking that a pulse? That guy's got no eyes. Nah, he must no be eyes. dead. No, no, I'm just blind. 
Like just, I just had an unfortunate accident as a child. I'm yeah. fine. No, no, no eyes, no life. I wrapped in Christmas lights. Stated the body appeared to be mummified with her teeth exposed through her lips. What? Body was found in headquarters. Uh, Coulson was deemed to be dead for weeks. And her body might have been taken to Colorado from Oregon. Well, maybe she had like a dead trip. Well, she's a god, isn't she? She can do what she wants. Yeah. Love Has One has not announced the death of its leader, but one of its members posted an encrypted message that said she hasn't passed away, she's ascended. Like Jesus. Like Jesus's grandma. So, wrap her in Christmas, and on the third yeah. day... Take out her eyes, or let her eyes deflate. Yeah. Bit You'll come back, and Christmas ascend. is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I understand a good cult to be fair like it, it, it just fills that hole that people so desperately want to be led and so yeah. desperately want to be told what to do because it alleviates step one from people's lives but it's they just a- go well I just do I've been told to do this so I'll just do this and I'm getting more orders and that's fine because I true, know what I'm doing now there's also so much of um so, so much of who who we are as people that um that, that's led or defined by by a group by the people we surround ourselves with and there's yeah. so much fear of about being left out i think i used to have it maybe a bit when i was younger but as i've gotten older it's just like i'm i'm fairly independent yeah and i actually kind of like i enjoy the conflict with the group more than i enjoy being a part of it and the conflict like through sort of uh through through, through just questioning things not like looking for a fight yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like, well, yeah. as as well as there being it being a negative in terms of like people don't think for themselves, there's just another thing of yeah, people just accept things that are maybe unacceptable. I mean, um, or they believe things just because their society believes it. I mean, the the old thing is you know Americans, you know, uh, cutting baby penises and having gunshot, yeah, people getting shot in school is like well, it's just part of the, that's just how it is. And, you know, if it's just told to you enough, you accept it as it's kind of fine. This is just the world we live in. And, yeah, it's much more... I've always been a bit more of like, yeah, it's to challenge that and be like, well, if are you you willfully accepting that? Are you saying that that's fine? Or are you just going along with it? Mm. Because if you willfully accept something, I'm game. Hey, you can believe whatever you want to believe so long as you know that you're actively believing it as opposed to just not challenging something. Yeah, it's a bit more. I mean, I used to put milk in my pot noodles. I still do if I'm feeling fancy, and that's because my nan used to do it so that it cooled down the pot noodle faster, like a cup of tea. But not like. No, but I mean, you, you already put water in it. Why not just put a bit of cold water in it? I know because tea, mate. Like right. you know, a cup of tea, put hot water, you put a bit more milk in it. That's what my nan's process was. To be fair, it would just it would just make it a bit creamy. I don't think. Yeah, and I only I only mainly did it with chicken and mushroom, which is obviously kind of meant to be goes with cream anyway. Yeah, and it didn't make it too much creamier, but it did. Yeah, so it's like, oh, all right, I can do this. And then when I tell people, when I when people make me pot noodle, I say, "Where's the milk?" They were like, <laughs> "What?" And I was like, "Well, you know, you've lived your whole life not challenging the world. Why not put milk in your pot noodle, you sheep?" I was a renegade. <laughs> But yeah, so long as you willfully uh, follow something, I think it's I think it's fine. But yeah, I think it's definitely the people want to be led. People want to be told what to do. But that's just the majority of people. And if you're a part of the majority, then I think you're gonna do that. 
Yeah. But it's more fun to be step one. I'm liking the phrase step one. Mm. Feels like a good uh, mantra or feels like a good title or a segment or a show. Yeah. Step one. Sounds powerful. Be you know, more step short one. news. Yeah. Or initiating step one. You know what I mean? So, well, yeah. what's going on today? Step one. <laughs> uh, you know, I've got two short news here, two bits of short news. A young woman has tried to adopt her friend. Has she not succeeded? Uh, Against think, well, the friend's will. <laughs> well, it's a whole long and serious article about, I think her friend is in a care home and has um, somewhat of a disability. So instead of having a carer, she's like, I'll be her carer, but I'll also be her guardian, essentially. Right. But I like the idea that you can, one, if you're looking for friends, you can just go adopt one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how, f- like, can you imagine adopting me? It would be it would be pretty nuts if you came to me one day and were just like, Steve, you're adopted. I'm like, what? No, no, I'm I not own you now. by me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're coming to live with me now, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I just... am your legal guardian. <laughs> <laughs> just it feels it feels like another thing about the world that maybe you should challenge. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, just own your friends. Well, why can't yeah. I adopt him? Yeah, I mean, He's I'm my a responsible friend. adult. They're unaware. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this was in Russia. And I think, yeah, there's a whole thing about uh, care homes. So I think the person had uh, special requirements. And the person was like, hey, we get along great. How do I get you out of this facility and into my house? Oh, I can adopt you. Fair enough. And uh, in other news, similar news, Ed Sheeran is sponsoring a football team. All right. But I like it because it means that on their shirts, it's going to be like, Ed Sheeran. (laughs) (laughs) That's confusing. And Ed Sheeran, pass the ball to Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran, (laughs) running up the field. Yeah, I just, you've always assumed it's going to be corporations, you know, Nike or something like that. Yeah. It's just going to be a picture of Ed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is is life now. He just sponsors, it's his local football team that he's supported. And um, yeah, he's just like, I want to financially support them. I'll sponsor them. How many of those guys are already sick of Ed Sheeran and now they've got to have him on their shirt? Yeah, I mean, what's the like, the, the, the crowd chants are all going to be... I don't know any Ed Sheeran. Yeah. But like, oh, they're going to be Ed Sheeran songs, which I get the... I get, seem to remember not enjoying Ed Sheeran very much. Feels like a younger thing, but I don't... I yeah. haven't really listened to him very much. Uh, and that's it. That's, that's, that's a few quick news. Jesus Christ, I've got quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of articles, but we'll figure. I'll figure out if I can cut some down. Uh, a coastal town in Japan is facing criticism after it spent emergency funds intended for coronavirus measures on a giant statue of a squid. I I did briefly see that. Yeah. Uh, in order to promote tourism, which is you know not a thing right now. No, but I mean, I mean, if that, they'll. Maybe it's like an investment. Well, it'll bring people to the town. Oh, where's that stupid town that bought squid with all the money they were meant to give to those dying people? It's like, well, yeah, it's good. Take a photo of the graves. Yeah, it's over. It's, it's, it's over here, and and now more people will come to our town because we've got, you know, Jerry the squid. He's thirteen meters long. <laughs> Jerry Pretty the intense. COVID squid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, the families, the victims. Um, apparently, you can take a photo inside the statue. Uh, a local woman in her 60s told the Chunichi, which I think is like a local paper, that she could see how the statue could boost tourism in the long run, but thought the money would have been better spent on medical workers and nursing care services that are in desperate need of support. 
That's a fair comment. Yeah. But someone really wanted that squid. <laughs> so fair enough. In other news, a, I, I, it's a good these. move. I'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs, you know, vulnerably healthy people when you can get rid of those and bring in the squid? <sighs> They're all going to die anyway. The squid's not going to die. Squid lives forever. Uh, Belgian farmer accidentally moved to the French border this week. Ah, you fuck. I've only yeah, got I three stories, and that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah for those who aren't in the know uh, a farmer in belgium got inconvenienced by the border stone of france yeah. and so moved it so that his tractor could get around a bit easier <laughs> uh yeah a local history enthusiast was walking in the forest when he noticed the stone marking uh he apparently annoyed by the stone moved it inside french territory instead of causing international uproar the incident has been met with smiles on both sides of the border he made belgium bigger and france smaller it's not a good idea said the mayor of the belgian village <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was bordering it's not a good idea just invade france yeah it's worked in the past didn't it <laughs> oh yeah worked great for napoleon yeah, and the Germans, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's a whole big thing. Um, uh, it says, yeah, I think that was all I had on that. Um, if he fails to put it back, the Belgian Foreign Ministry will be forced to summon the Franco-Belgian Border Commission, which has been dormant since 1930. I would assume they're all dead. That sounds a lot like the mummy. Like, he's going to summon... Lights. He's going to summon them from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only people that, that can dispute and continue. this <laughs> are, the, are the Council of Elders of the of the, Belgi- of the Franco-Belgian Border Commission. Yeah, the dig them up. Rescue let's just get this sorted. Can't we just move the stone? No, no, no. You had your chance. No. Necromancy is the, is the only, <laughs> only answer. <laughs> in, other, uh, in other news, I've only got a few left. Uh, a London woman killed in, was killed in Pakistan by two men who wanted to marry her. Well, uh, a weird, weird well, wedding. Well, if I can't have her, then no one can have her. Sadly, that is the case. But I oh. read it as they were trying to marry her and murdered her by accident. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> That's how I read it. Like, they're trying to, like, you know, they're saying their vows, but they're accidentally, you know, activating their Alexa smart home gun turrets that gun down the whole, <laughs> you know, thing or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was two men fighting over the marriage of a woman, and uh, yeah, it pretty much the if you if I can't have you, no one can. Which is very, I can't relate to it because I've never been a jealous person. But I'm assuming it's that energy, right, of jealousy. Yeah, or yeah, it's, it's it's. I've loved rejection from a young age. I've never really found rejection to be of, bad. It's kind of half jealousy, but the other half of it is kind of hurt pride over mm. I, I guess over, over over finding out that someone prefers someone else to you yeah like but i've never felt it but I, yeah it, it's genuine it's a thing I, I always like to try and relate to the insane emotional reactions and i guess you can get so you can definitely get so angry that you kill somebody and i yeah. reckon you could probably get so angry that you could kill somebody that you love but someone that you're trying to seduce <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going on right they're trying to seduce her yeah and end up well fuck this i'll just shoot you in the neck uh yeah she was found with two bullet wounds one in her neck and one in her arm and bled to death also there were bruises on her right hand and left foot i don't know how relevant that is she was shot in the neck mm. but uh she had some bruises as well it's harsh 
But yeah, don't get if you're so, if you're trying to marry someone, don't kill her. It's my advice. Yeah, yeah. Step one: don't murder. Step, yeah, your, we're going into phase wedding. one. Step one: don't. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, don't. The step first step first step of seduction is not murder. No. And uh, in similar, well, yeah, this is again the American thing. Uh, a 24 year old reporter in Kansas City died after hit being hit by a stray bullet coming through the window of her apartment. <laughs> This goes into like what we talked about last week about like a woman was walking along under a parking garage and got suicide murdered by the guy that just jumped. Like, yeah, just jumped from a ninth floor window, uh, you know, whatever, and yeah. crushed her to death. You just got like, life is so random. There's no way to prepare for that. It's just life sometimes doesn't give a fuck, mm. and it's like when you're just doing your own business and a bullet comes through your window. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, she was about to start a new job as a criminal justice and social issues reporter. So it's worse than that. She knew that there were social issues and crime in her area. Yeah. <laughs> and was like, getting ready to start work. And just got shot. But the, I, Fucking I, insane. I've, I have heard of that happening a lot in areas of, like, high gun crime. Of just stray bullets. Yeah. Well, it's it's... It's a it's another one of those things where if everyone's got guns, I mean, try and think of uh, when you were a kid, right? I mean, uh, you if you were a kid, let's say you had but you made a bow and arrow, sir, a toy BB gun, right? And you're firing it in a field. Even if you made a target range, if you're a kid, you're still likely to miss the target range and mm. go off somewhere, or accidentally misfire, or fire something as a joke, or whatever it might not be like a drive-by or someone getting murdered it could just be accidental discharge yeah but living in a world where you could just get hit by a random bullet is insane kind of but it's part of the thing uh the young reporter was rushed to hospital she was a yeah it's a it's a it's a heartfelt piece i don't have a heart so it's like i've skipped all that out but uh, she was rushed to hospital after being found unresponsive by her colleague. She, just, she was passed out and never regained consciousness, I guess, because of blood loss, blood right? Blood loss yeah. or something, yeah. And then, yeah, just injury and shit like that. It fucking sucks. Oof. But yeah, just, you, you, I think you take for granted, you know, the fact that we don't have guns and the, 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 the ramifications of that, of like just stupid things like bullets coming through windows. You're like, that's just not sort of reality that we even have to remotely think about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a weird one. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's me this week. All right. Well, I've got two left. Um, <laughs> John Cox, the Republican candidate running for election as governor of California this autumn, is on the campaign trail alongside uh, a thousand-pound grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John now Cox. that's a super election. And this is All my this bear. bear. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better or worse than was it? Is he now like Lord Binface or something, isn't he? Was oh, is that thing running? He, he Lord, was called something different before. Lord Buckethead. Yeah, and now I think he's Lord Binface, or maybe it's like a copycat or somebody else. <laughs> I mean, but there's um, there's a there's a conservative candidate I think running in London, whose platform is against COVID nineteen, or its primary campaign is against the restrictions or something like that. And he's yeah. competing with, and I, th- I think he's never been political before. No, it's and he Lawrence was like Fox. someone else. It's um, he's, oh, right. he's, he's an actor. Um, yeah, I remember him having like no background, and then it's like, oh, I'm just going to start doing this. Yeah, well, he, and then he, I think he, he's in the same he, county. Um, 
suicided. He, like he, he, his. I, I don't know. He, <laughs> he suicided. He, he suicided his career on on Question Time because somebody said something incredibly woke, and he just said, "No, I don't agree with it." And he was instantly like just dropped from everything and called a transphobe and a and you know all the isms and all of that shit. Right. Um, so he's like, well, it's, since then he's just been like, well fuck it I guess I'll just run for office because there's obviously a lot of people that agree with me and a lot of people do agree with him mm. um, so yeah it's uh, but a, a lot of his thing is is, is uh, about uh, the COVID uh, a lot of the yeah. COVID-19 restrictions I think particularly in London um, because some of the things that um, that Sadiq Khan have been has been implementing or suggesting have been different to other places in the country plus the idea of COVID passports and all of that stuff um, yeah. but uh on the whole it's it's just a, a kind of anti-woke campaign of free speech and and all of that stuff which i'm all for um yeah, yeah. Uh, there is an i remember as i remember is an article where he was campaigning against or in the same county as captain binface or lord yeah. binface whatever yeah. it is and i think it is the buckethead guy is like his new iteration or maybe it's something like that but yeah i think uh would you rather be running against a grizzly bear or cat or, or Buckethead or Binhead? I think I'd rather run against Buckethead. I think the bear could grab more votes. I think I mean? so. Yeah, I yeah. think if it, like it's, it's like that dog that became mayor of a town. Yeah, like, well, that's well, just it. Bears it's like more well, ambitious. A, a, a dog is a, is at least an approachable thing, but like if you vote a bear into office, like <laughs> you're not going to get him out. Well, just you can imagine the televised debates being very one way. Yeah. You know, it's like, so what do you think, Bear? Bear kills everybody. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's Good democracy. Point. He's won. I yeah. mean, he's not competing as anybody there's, anymore. There's no one here. So he must have won. Yeah. Um, uh, he said something about picnic baskets. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they um, lived in a volcano national park, right? Yogi Bear and yeah, he, he, like, he was in Yosemite uh, oh, or something. Camp, like or Camp Yellow. Jellystone or something, wasn't it? Camp Jellystone. Yeah, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. But his was Jellystone, Jellystone, I think. Yeah. Because Just a cartoons. more family-friendly volcano, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spaz and acid jelly. pits. <laughs> yeah. That's the most fucked up thing. Don't don't step in the acid pit. Have you ever made jelly? Um, what do you mean? As an individual? You ever, like, cooked something with jelly in it? Like, you, you seemed very upset when we was at uni and I would just eat raw jelly. Oh, right. You're no, like, that's weird. I, I, I knew lots of people that ate raw jelly. People have been doing that since but I was like, in high school. But, like, have you, like, made it? Made it? Like, turned it into, like, turned it into jelly. form? Yeah. Yeah. Just boil it. What, you put it on your sandwich or something? You just you just water it down with hot water, and then when it sets again in the fridge, it's it's a big jelly. Yeah, but like, why? What do you use it for? For eating with a spoon, generally. As an independent snack? Yeah. Jelly. Did you never have jelly at, at school? No. Too no, poor. it was it was a dessert for us. Like we'd have like a little a little plastic tray of jelly, and you could have like ice cream with it. Jelly and ice cream, it's banging. No, oh. but I, the textures. You're strange. diabetic. You should be all over this. I ate it raw. That's more condensed <laughs> jelly. <laughs> that's that's a whole bowl of jelly in a brick. That's why I'm diabetic. <laughs> you just make it. <laughs> you make it last longer. Yeah, or I can get more sugar. That's why I drank so much water. I had to dilute the jelly that I'm completely containing. Yeah, that makes sense. I think. 
but yeah, so yeah, so the bear is running for off, but running for mayor of California. But the, it's it's is uh, is the Republican candidate took him took him out on the trail with him. Um, it's, it's it's part of. Don't this. listen to me if I've got a bear. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Just, the brand strategy is thought to have been developed by Fred Davis, the ad maker who, in the past, depicted political rivals as demonic sheep, and in one instance, a blimp. <laughs> Don't vote for him. He's a He's blimp. A blimp. <laughs> oh, it's a genius. Yeah, it's a genius. Guy, it's yeah. the best of the best. He, he called a guy a blimp. Take the bear. Just just do it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he says, take a bear, take a landmine, do whatever you want. Yeah, have fun. Have well, fun so, with it. Step they, one, take the bear. <laughs> He's a guy running against um, <laughs> running against Gavin Newsom, the fucktard that's um, that, that's like ruined California, um, and um, the, the 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 it's part of this thing is like. I think he's called it the Beauty and the Beast campaign or something like you voted for it for it because like Gavin Newsom's like a typically kind of like handsome guy but there's not really a lot else going on because he's a fucking idiot right um but um so his thing is like well I'm a beast and you can tell I'm a beast because I've got a bear <laughs> <laughs> you look at the proof yeah <laughs> what we need is a beast not a beauty like all right I mean Cook. Look, the guy's a right. the guy's a douchebag, but I don't know anything about you. And I, 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 can we just vote for the bear? <laughs> Only I can prevent forest fires, so yeah. I think maybe I should vote for the bear. And, okay. then, <laughs> <laughs> and then a load of animal rights campaigners came in and were just like, "What you're doing to that bear is horrible." And it's like, you. The, so apparently, the bear is like. Um, it was found as an orphan at a young age and it has no idea how to hunt or feed itself in any way. So it's... But it, it's complete... but it has a great understanding of water requirements in Northern California. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a great, uh, well-rounded, libertarian view of the political system. Yeah, it's um, got a great uh, point of view on the transit system. Yeah. <laughs> We need more trams and less buses. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bear. <laughs> because I can't fit on a bus. I um, never thought about that, but the the uh, I'd never considered uh, bear the whole. You know, I can't remember the name of it. He had, he had a name, right? The bear that said, "Don't start forest fires." Some yeah, specific I, bear I, I brand can't or something. Because like that. it was it's such an American thing. It's, yeah. We don't really have forest fires over here. It rains too much. But that's the that's again. It's another weird thing about America. Is it's always on fire? Yeah. And it's like it's another thing that you don't really think about because it happens in a area of America, right? But it's like a real thing that you have to budget for. Yeah. I mean, just imagine. I'm, I'm not shitting on America. It's just it's another one of those things where it's just like there's so many things that you don't challenge or you don't focus on, and you're like, it's always on fire, mm. and there's stray bullets coming through windows, and there's schools being shot, and there's you know crime and all this kind of stuff you just go like it's just weird to jot down on a bit of paper the intention to go live in the fire planet or the fire country <laughs> it's just like we just have to, it's just part of the part of life you have to budget for my house might burn down in a forest fire okay uh, yeah. i might just get shot in the neck uh, by a stray bullet <laughs> as i'm doing my taxes like, jesus christ the chances are so low but it still happens yeah Think of a whole house. If a bullet, a bullet's pretty small, right? I'm assuming it was a small bullet and not a bullet the size of a house. 
right? Uh, so it's yeah. like the chances of it hitting somebody in the square footage of a normal house is so small, but still happens. Yeah, that's it hitting the house at all. It's crazy. Sorry, <laughs> um, right. bears running for political office. We're all for it. Yeah, uh, bears yeah. will be against guns. Bear, step one. <laughs> um, uh, in other news, and finally, uh, a mountain goat rescue expedition—a uh, mountain rescue expedition in Snowdonia—was uh, ended abruptly when what were thought to be repeated cries for help were discovered to be a herd of bleating mountain goats. <laughs> Bleeding mountain goats coming over here. <laughs> <laughs> complaining, pretending they're stuck down a mine shaft. Yeah. Stuck in a mountain. Help! Help! Uh, a climber uh, on Idwal Slabs in Snowdonia reported hearing repeated shouts for help to Ogwen Valley Mountain Rescue Organization. Uh, they uh, uh, said it sent in a team, uh, uh, then spoke to a group of workers on Twildu. How do you pronounce anything in Welsh? Um, who said goats have been? Uh, who said that goats have been bleating behind them? Uh, this proves that the goats are onto us. The team posted on social media. Uh, they've evolved their tactics to include human decoys to improve their chances of deploying the team on false alarms. That, this is true. That was their true. only statement. Just... <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. I mean, Things I'm are... all for it. Still. Yeah. Goatspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Things are pretty pretty boring in Wales, I guess, at the minute. Well, I guess especially for like for rescue teams where yeah. people shouldn't be out and about. I, I guess there's going to be less calls. It's just a great natural troll that the thing that lives in a place where humans might really need to be rescued sounds like it's screaming for help. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like they they've done it so much because they like the attention. Yeah. Help. Like, have you, watch have this, you watch seen, this. seen Terry recently in his flying? I don't know, moss, whatever reference point they've got for a helicopter. <laughs> it's like, oh, it gets a bit windy when Dave comes around. Yeah. <laughs> it's good Dave round. Oh, help, help. Help, help. 